is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Welcome in to another edition of Talking Cowboys here from Oxnard, California, as we are 42 days away from kickoff of the 2021 NFL season, and we have got plenty to talk about because more things change, the more they seem to stay the same. Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and gentlemen, we had quite the scare yesterday. I think it's to say the least amongst Cowboys Nation, and it, it revolved around a certain quarterback, certain name... It rhymes with Zach, but it's not Zach. It's actually Dak Prescott. Uh, first off, just kind of give us your initial thoughts on what you were thinking during practice yesterday. Of course, Dak Prescott leaving early due to a muscle strain in his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder. Rob, what did you see and what did you hear after the fact? Well, first off, it's not training camp until Todd Archer's across the tennis court with a sport coat on over shorts <laughs> doing a live shot for ESPN. That's when you know something That's big you know. is going on. And it's not training camp until there's an injury, unfortunately, <laughs> or, or something going on with a significant player. Uh, it, it's nice to be out here and, and get started, but this is the reality of football. And it was a scary moment because you know, you're out there watching practice and Dak just kind of stops throwing during the seven-on-seven period, didn't do anything the rest of it. And when you're talking to to Jim Maurer, the head athletic trainer, you know there's something going on. Uh, When one-on-ones, I'm sorry, that was one-on-ones, when seven-on-seven and team drills happened, he jogged off the field and eventually went and got an MRI, and we got some some updates on that in terms Mm -hmm. of arm soreness. Turns out the MRI mix says it's a, a muscle strain in the shoulder on his throwing arm. And they're just going to be careful with him for the next few days. And Mike McCarthy was on the fan this morning saying, basically, it sounded like he's going to do some form of practice. Mickey, okay? (laughs) Are you sweating? No. This trail mix, something went down my throat, and it's trailing me right now. Got your water there, right? You good? Um, yeah, short of a Heimlich, I think okay. I'm okay. okay Eating good. on the air, thats it's a no-no for that, re- for that reason. <laughs> It'd be a good visual. Somebody saves me, right? Um, so I totally lost my train of thought, but he... I'll, he, I'll pick it up for you. <laughs> can you talk? You basically, you basically, uh, that, that was my lead to mix shots. It's like, you know, always something, training camp doesn't start until something happens, mm-hmm. and Something always happens, right? We right. had a we had a clean week, and then it's like, okay, the pads came on, and training camp starts, and you have uh, an injury, and yeah, um, I was good with the sore arm. I liked that. I didn't like when it was up in the shoulder because there's too many because the there's shoulder. too many things in the shoulder that can go wrong that are serious right mm-hmm. the first thing you think of is an ac joint or something like that uh that it gets sprained uh my first question to somebody was did he get hit and it's like no it's 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 a muscle thing i was like oh okay that's that's good um now dak called it tightness it wasn't like it, it, it and and he said he 
developed it the day before it started bothering him and he kind of pushed through it and he thought he could push through it yesterday and it tightened up on him is what he said so if 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 you know Dak decided to shut himself down then it's got to be something right he doesn't just go in for a hangnail uh well to, to your point Mike McCarthy on the fan this morning, because they, they asked him, like, he's probably going to lie, right, and say he's okay. He said he does have the communication with Britt and the training staff is really good. He's not going to fudge it. He knows yeah, how important he is to right. the group. And what Mike said was, it's not like he's going to maybe do something at practice, now, now, not throw, but be involved in the run game stuff and yeah, be out there. he can take snaps, yeah. right? So, and, and he can run. There's nothing wrong with that yeah. either. Yeah. So that was the other thing. That was the other part yesterday where you're like, okay, it doesn't look like anything's wrong with his ankle, but that's the first no. thing that goes through your mind. And when he jogs off the field, you're like, oh, he's good. And we kind of got word from that. But yeah, that was that was a, a, probably a really not probably a really stressful moment for Cowboys fans because on top of that, you know, he was supposed to do those car wash interviews <laughs> mm-hmm. mid afternoon out here with local media, and uh, it got postponed, and it was like, oh, what's going on? He did get an MRI, and, and the news was pretty good. All things considered, that's pretty good news. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty good news, yeah. and it, it's it's still considered a minor strain. Yeah, a, he called it, soft, Mike called it minor. A, a soft strain. So the first thought, at least like you said, whenever he did jog off into the locker room, you were thinking, okay, the ankle is fine. Check that box off. The second one is he, he I mean, of course – he hadn't been hit yet, kind of like how Mick was talking about. He hadn't been in drills where he had even remotely been around taking a hit or had to avoid pressure or do anything really stressful. So I think the initial thought was probably something with the arm or the upper body at the same time. And so my initial thought went to pitching, baseball, because you hear about it all the time, a starting pitcher getting warm, getting ready in the bullpen, and then all of a sudden you feel some arm soreness, and then you have to shut it down and go get checked up on, and you, you may get scratched from a start here and there. And, and then and it that's turns into Tommy to John surgery. Oh, exactly. So, and I had never heard about that sort of deal with a quarterback before, and even David Hellman said the same thing later on in the day after we had had a conversation. But that's what scared me about it, was that it wasn't a, non, it wasn't a contact thing it was more of like you said a muscle issue is this something that could linger into the season I know we're not doctors here by any means but just based off of what you've seen in the past I just think he needs to be shut down and he's talking a day or two Mm. I'm thinking a week or two Mm -hmm. and there's no reason for him to do anything until after the Hall of Fame game right and maybe not until after the Arizona preseason game uh, yeah, my first thought was we won't see him throw out here till after Oxnard. We got maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. We I got five weeks before the first week of preparation for the season opener. It's a long time. So that's a long time. And as long as it's just sore, irritated, or whatever, that should be enough time for it to uh, recover. Uh, and yeah, um, but when he he was supposed to speak at two o'clock yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. With the TV stations, and then it was 2.30, and then at 3 o'clock it was 6.30 or <laughs> 6.15, and I'm going, oh, something's up, right? Yeah. And that's, he went for an MRI, and the MRI showed soreness. So, okay, fine, it's a muscle. That's a good thing. Somebody had tweeted out a picture of Maurer when they were still on the field going underneath his shoulder pad and doing this. Uh, and it's like, ooh, I don't like the looks of that. But we'll see how it turns out. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you hate to see your starting quarterback 
Because this sore arms have happened in training camp before. Guys get dead arm. Yep, yeah, Romo used to yeah. get it, right? Right, yeah, because you're not used to throwing day in and day out as much as they throw here. And another reason why it's a good thing that they don't have two-a-days and, and no days off, I guess. So from a quarterback standpoint, you got to watch your pitch count. Uh, and even though there's four quarterbacks out there, for a while there was only three, right, without Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. So everybody's getting more throws. And, um, you know, and, and, and he – hadn't been throwing like that consistently. You know, you can do it in the offseason and train, right? But I don't know how many times he throws the ball out here. It's true. But you don't do that in a workout or a rehab session. Or, you know, in OTAs, you do it for, you know, it's three days and then you got a week off till mm-hmm. the next three days. And here it's every day almost. So And, I mean, <clears throat> again, we don't know how much he throws on his own, but he wasn't doing team stuff in the spring. Yeah. So you know, this is more of a workload than he's had. Um, not that he's being overworked, but he is working back into full practice here in training camp. I, I saw some speculation on Twitter last night that oh, you know, gosh. maybe <laughs> you know he'll be back by the Rams yeah. practice, and I'm thinking that's not a game. Who cares about that? Yeah, you no, know, because the Rams are coming in. Who cares? But we'll see. I, I think one thing also that Mike said on the fan this morning that's encouraging are is there were certain throws that bother him, and there are certain throws that don't bother him at all. And so, to me, that that is an indication that this is probably something more mild than a grade whatever strain that he's dealing with in his muscle. And he had talked about how it actually bothered him prior to yesterday. He talked about Tuesday was when it first started flaring up, and of course we saw what happened Tuesday. The defense really got after him and was in the the process of of kind of starting a little bit of that defensive (laughs) momentum. They continued that yesterday against the backup quarterback. So that leads me into this topic of conversation is, are we comfortable right now at backup quarterback? Um, are we sure of what's going on with guys like Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci back there? Because yesterday did not really uh, soothe my nerves well, by any means. I, I don't think we ever were comfortable. Okay. I wasn't comfortable in the offseason. Um, so what were you thinking yesterday? We're talking, we're t- well, it's practice. Talking about True. practice, Will. Right, it's practice. And quarterbacks are going to try to throw and make throws because there's no – ramification if it gets in- intercepted, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and as long as when they're judging that they make the right read. And, and two of the interceptions were throw-ups. Yes. Right? Ben DiNucci to DiNucci Israel was four, uh, Fourth and 15. DiNucci's was fourth and 15. They had to score a touchdown. He's under pressure. He just lobs it in the end zone, right? Uh, and there was nobody there. And then Mukamu's uh, was an overthrow. I don't know. He missed the receiver, and it was high, and it went right to him. Now, the other two were great plays, Parsons mm-hmm. and um, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. They, they, were, they were cutting across the middle, and he saw somebody flash open, and they read it and cut in, in front. So those were great interceptions. The other two, now oh, big deal. Um, so, but it, at least they were catching the ball, right? Which they didn't point. do last year. Uh, was actually catching the football. That's by my account in two days. That's nine interceptions, and 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 a couple drops, by the way. So sure. good for them. But I think Gilbert explained it pretty well that uh, the defense was doing a really good job of disguising what they were in, and they were showing the offense some things that they hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, where guys were going to be. So Dalton uh, Schultz said the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, it, yep. it, it's a man look, maybe pre-snap, and then they're in zone, and that's 
hey, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're liking that. Yeah. Because that's a defense that's showing all those different disguises like we heard about last year, mm-hmm. but in practice maybe it's being executed better. Well, and guys don't have as many busts as maybe you're, and then you're guys like about. Guys like uh, Terrell Basham talking about how simple it is, too, how they simplified the defense. And you mentioned last year where – the team kind of wanted to see those hybrid looks and wanted to see the the man and zone and the disguises and the things of the sort, and they, they saw that, but it was more complex, whereas the defense has simplified things down. But, Mick, you started off by saying you weren't satisfied at the backup quarterback spot, and you talked about the good defense, and I feel like that's the balance that we have to decide on what we're seeing right now. Is it bad offense or good defense, and is it worrisome about what the offense has shown you the last two days? No, I'm not worried whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, while the defense is bragging, there were two plays the day before that they busted coverages on the tight end, right? Yep. I tried. I, Dalton Schultz. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't get my humor. It, it was like, was that a great move, or did they bust the coverage? And he goes, ah, <laughs> uh, the linebackers, I think. <laughs> he was wide open. No one covered him. Yeah. And then the, and then it was a play or two before. It, it was Blake Jarwin, wide open down the middle. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was Parsons and Neal were standing there looking at each other like, okay, which one of us was supposed to do that? Somebody was, right? So, yeah, they had a couple, even though they're bragging about their no-fly zone, uh, they had a couple. That was the first time I saw busted coverages. Uh, but, again, it's these guys don't get to work that much in, in, in the season. You know, they improve in the offseason. So it's good. Now, the blessing in disguise is the fact that these guys are going to get more reps, right? Gilbert will get more reps. Danucci will get more reps. I think, uh, finally, Rush got out there and, yeah, and took some, finally. Uh, so they'll get more reps. And that's going to be either good or bad, because it's good that you get the practice. It's bad if you expose why you're considered a backup quarterback. I always thought that, fine, let them, let them fight it out, but keep an eye on the waiver wire the end of August, because mm-hmm. something's like the other day. Blake Bortles came. Now, that didn't get me all excited. It's on the mailbag this morning on but the if website. Somebody, <laughs> but if somebody uh, shows up that's got some experience, right, these guys have two combined NFL starts. Backup quarterbacks need experience. They don't need to be young guys I'm bringing along. So if somebody gets re- what if, what if what if Andy Dalton gets released by the Bears? Oh, right? Give him a call. Bring him back, right? Yeah. Somebody they can't keep both Foles and Dalton as a backup quarterback and have three guys if the other guy wins the starting job, the rookie. You're right. So there's going to be somebody released. You've got to keep their eye on that, and those guys are competing against themselves, and they're competing against the waiver wire. This could almost be a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Not, not, you, know, you don't want to see Dak miss any time, no. but it, if it is indeed minor and that's what we're being told, then he's okay. And again, six weeks till the opener. And in the meantime, they're going to get more clarity on their backup quarterback position because Mickey's right. Like They're not satisfied with it they've said they're I mean so many words that they're not because they've said we're we're keeping our eyes open they've brought in quarterbacks to work out in the springtime two two of them right yeah didn't sign them and that part of that is money I mean I I would think because you know they paid Andy Dalton three to five million bucks last year to be a backup quarterback I don't know if they have that kind of pocket change this year so the hope would be Garrett Gilbert balls out and shows gives them a comfort level as the backup quarterback now he's going to have more reps, more opportunities to do that. If not, or even if he does play pretty well, to Mickey's point, 
there's always options in early September, whether it's cuts or we've seen them make trades in the past as well to, to bring in backup quarterbacks, quarterback depth. So I would not rule that out at all in the next few weeks. But in the meantime, all three other guys are going to get a lot of reps. And, and one way or another, we're going to get a feel for where it's at. And you're right, the last couple of days have, have not been good overall. It's been The defense has dominated for the most part the last two days. And, you know, Dak was part of that too yeah. two days ago. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Ben DiNucci, who had a br- pretty good start to camp, really just did not play well the last two days. Maybe he gets an opportunity running with the twos to, to finally – fix a couple of his issues, I think, over the next couple of days. And then what you just talked about it, Garrett Gilbert going back to the ones. And, and he even spoke about it yesterday saying, I'm comfortable with those guys. I got thrown into the mix a little bit yes, or excuse me, last year. And when I was thrown into the fire, I didn't even know everybody's name at the same time. And now he's got a chance to turn around uh, and maybe make an impact with the ones with legitimate practice reps. With these quarterbacks and the backup quarterbacks, tell me what you think is – more talented, the backup defensive line or the backup offensive line? Because the protection hadn't been good when those guys get in there. Uh, mm. it, it's, 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 it's been problematic, especially when the pads came on. I would agree. I thought the deep backup defensive line has more talent than having all those backups on the offensive line. And so that has, that'll affect a quarterback. Now these guys will have a chance maybe to get some reps with the first offensive line, mm-hmm. which – by the way, looks pretty good. Yes, they do. Uh, and then the other thing that happens in this in this stuff is those guys aren't worrying about the run, right? Because you're not tackling anybody. All they're doing is pinning their ears back and going after the quarterback. Yeah. So you get a, it gets a little bit skewed on on just how well they're playing. Because remember, that's fair. If they yeah, don't it's... stop the run, they ain't rushing the quarterback. And they were bad, bad. <laughs> you know what? I was that, got had another word in there, and I caught myself. That's that, a good one. That is a good point. That I mean, the pads come on, but you know, you're not really getting a full gauge of your run defense until I guess preseason. I was about saying until you play somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you're starting to you got to put somebody on the ground, right? Right now, you're not putting anybody on the ground. You're no. just touching up. So okay, they ran, and then you know, and when they're looking at oh, oh that was four yard gain, right? Right. Okay. Well, I kind of want to continue this conversation a little bit later on, so let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, kind of along those same lines, is there an unforeseen position battle happening on that offensive line when we, talk, when we return with more Talking Cowboys here from Oxnard? Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor, as always, here on Talking Cowboys. Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans here from Oxnard, California, still kind of reeling after the news yesterday and also a sigh of relief, I believe, of the news yesterday surrounding Dak Prescott and his shoulder injury. It is a muscle strain in his right shoulder, and at least at the moment, things look like it is minor, and it should be only a couple of days or weeks if we're Mickey Spagnola and Rob Phillips here, and I agree with you guys, too. By the way, sit him out for a couple of weeks, let it heal, and then get back to action. But, uh, yeah, uh, outside of that, we got a chance to see the offensive line blocking for a different quarterback. And like you said, the starting offensive line has looked really good. And I wrote this down yesterday in my practice notes, but Connor McGovern taking snaps for Zach Martin at right guard, pretty darn good from what I've seen yesterday. And, and of course, what he showed at the end of the year, Mike McCarthy even talked about it yesterday, speaking on how he was the most improved offensive lineman of the season last year, all the way down the stretch. You're not going to say he's going to displace Zach Martin, are you? I'm not saying Zach Martin. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking about the other side. What about Connor Williams? The guy that was the best offensive lineman last year? So you don't agree if Connor Williams and Connor McGovern got in a bit of a guard battle? I think that Connor Williams played well last year, considering he had a guy on his left side that had started one previous game in his career and was an undrafted free agent. Brandon Knight. And, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they've already moved him from tackle. Yes, right? they have. And then at center, you got Joe Looney and then Biotish playing for the first time in his NFL career. So I, I, I think everybody wants to replace Connor Williams for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think he's solid. Is he a Pro Bowler? Probably not, mm-hmm. but I think he's solid. And, uh, I think it's good that you have another guard that can come in. I thought the hope was that he could do both. Well, he's not put his hand on it, so they must not think he can play center in the NFL. It's true. That he is a guard. And, you know, that's good. But I don't know that there's open competition yet because I haven't seen him take snaps with the first team at left guard in place of Williams unless he's playing center. Or, or they're keeping him at guard so he can really focus on that competition. Mm. And left guard, you know, and give him a real chance to win the job. Now, I'm, I'm. You mean at left, left guard? guard. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree with Mickey. I mean, I think I, I take crap for this on the normal 
rotation with Heck and, <laughs> and Isaiah because I said Connor Williams played well last year. It was his best season as a Cowboy. Now coming off which an ACL. It was, coming off an ACL. And, and now does he get does he get overpowered at times? Yes. Yes. Uh, has he improved in that area over three years? Definitely. Yes, he has. He's got a different body type than he did when he came in the league. Um, he's in the final year of his deal. I don't know if he'll be back. And Connor, Connor McGovern could be prepared to slide into that spot in 2022. But I, if I had to guess, I would say he's the left guard, Connor Williams, once again. And possibly the backup center. I mean, they're, they're taking a look at that you know, in training camp and, and see how it goes. But I don't see change in the starting lineup there, barring injury. I think I'm, I'm with you guys, ultimately. I, I have been impressed of what Connor McGovern has shown, and maybe this does kind of allude to the fact that Connor Williams has been chosen as maybe the work in backup center because they feel good about maybe replacing his spot in the starting lineup should something happen to Tyler Biotis. Scoot over Connor Williams, Connor McGovern goes up to the left guard spot, and then all of a sudden you're feeling really good about your backup offensive line choices. To your point about Connor McGovern, I talked to him at minicamp, and like Mickey said, he's, he's only really working at guard, but he just feels like he's in a better place. If you remember, he missed his entire rookie year yeah. with the pectoral deal and still was kind of working through that into the spring, summer, going into 2020 of training camp. So you know, he really got off to a slow start in terms of reps. And what they saw from him last year, because all the linemen had to play last year, he did show something. I, I, I thought he did play well at guard when he was in there. And I think he has shown enough that they get an injury at tackle. Zach Martin's my backup tackle. Because you feel better I like guards. I'll guarantee you McGovern will play a better guard than any of the other guys will play at tackle. You think that's why ultimately they were like, uh, yeah, Zach, okay. Because Mike has said he doesn't want to change two spots if he doesn't have to. Yeah, but, but look to be, last year what happened. Best five, yeah. yeah. They got forced to do it because yep. it was so bad, Yeah, right? Now, having said that, Terrence Steele's body looks different. He looks like an NFL yes, offensive lineman now. He's put some weight on the lower half, right. which was one thing that I had knocked against him early last year. He came in as an undrafted free agent, and he was about as top-heavy as a Whataburger cup that you get in the drive through And then you turn around, and he's evened out a little bit. So I think between Steele, Naseki, and Josh Ball, those are the three guys, I think, the competition for mm -hmm. that backup spot. Uh, can they keep them all? Yeah, maybe so, uh, as guys to groom. Uh, and then we, with McGovern, you know you've got a backup uh, guard. The key thing will be if Connor Williams can show he can be the backup center mm. because then you don't have to keep another swing guy, right? You can just keep one more guy, um, and, and you, you save spots by doing that. But they cannot do – if they don't have confidence in the Secchi, Ball, or Steele – to be that backup swing tackle, then the drop of a dime, if something happens to one of those tackles, Zach's got to go out. They can't wait like they did last year. They wasted too much time. Are, Works for me. Are there any reserves about Zach Martin and his health right now? No, I think they're just being smart. Okay. I mean, it, they are rotating those right guard snaps in team because we saw Connor McGovern. We saw Brandon Knight even, I think, with the bit. first team a little bit He's yesterday. He's been at left, 
left guard some left guard yeah mm-hmm. okay I, th- I, could, I thought i saw and him. he might have been right, right. I, I just know that when they went second team he'd been the second team left guard mm-hmm. you know zach spoke to it a couple of days ago just i mean as i get older and he's only 30 but, <laughs> but i mean as you know he's been in the league that's a uh, for six, an offensive years. line that's about a long see that's a long career so yeah. that's funny he's only 30 right but tyron smith oh he's getting old he's 30 yep is, is he 30? Yes. That's crazy. He turns 31, I think, in December, if I remember correctly. So he was 20 when he came in? Yeah, he was a he, yeah, was, he was a young He pup. was a pup, That's right? wild. That's like Witten when he came in. Yeah, he's 30. So 31 in December. <laughs> but it's season. 11th season. Crazy. <laughs> and it's Zach's eighth. Yeah. And, I mean, Zach's had some stuff kind of pop up the last couple of years. Not anything super serious, but he had a back in training camp mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. He had the calf last year. So, yeah, just – you know, be smart with one of the best three players on the team, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to bring that conversation up because, of course, with the revolving door that we had last year at offensive line, depth is an issue. And, Mickey, you even spoke about it in the last segment. Outside of Connor McGovern, the quote-unquote backup offensive line has not been impressive so far. No, they they have uh, struggled. But, you know, look what you're, what you're out there with. Uh, Josh Ball, mm-hmm. rookie, right? Uh, Naseki, now he's old, 36, right? Yeah. I, I would say that's old. He may not like that. Uh, you've got Forniak that's moving from guard to center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then either McGovern and then who's ever at the, the – Brandon Knight at mm-hmm. the left guard spot who's probably fighting to – and steals in there. So those guys are fighting just to make the roster, let alone a backup job. So, yeah. And, and it happens all the time. You know, that's – there's not enough offensive linemen in this league to, to have too deep, right? And, right. And, and, and if you look at when they tried to play these alternative leagues, the biggest problem they had is there's not enough offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So you, you, the quarterback, however good, bad, or otherwise they are, they ain't got no shot because they have no protection when it's time to throw the football. Um, so I don't know where all the offensive linemen have gone, but they're – I don't know, did they play defense now or what? Rob, why do we give a pass on some of these rookie offensive linemen, but we also have exceptionally high expectations for some of these rookie defensive linemen? Is it because of that reason that it's that much to it, that much of an adjustment going from college to pro when stopping pass rushers as opposed to being the pass rushers? That's a great question. I don't know why we do that. I guess it, it's I a guess normal it, thing. Yeah. Everybody does it's, it. It's, it's college football. It's, it's harder to find... NFL-ready offensive linemen these days. Mm-hmm. And if that's why it's so hard to find them off the waiver wire. You know, like Brian always used to say, and he was right, you know, if they if you've got a good backup tackle, you know, even if you have good depth, you're keeping him. Yep. Keeping him because it, they're just they're not easy to find. Um, and I do think it's the college game, the way the college game is played. It's fewer pro-style offenses, all the spread stuff, and it's just not the same. All they're doing is pass blocking or trying to. Yeah. And they don't run the football hardly mm-hmm. anymore. And then there's this, and Rob's probably heard me tell this story. So back in the 90s when Joe Brodsky was the offensive line, uh, he was the running backs coach. Mm-hmm. But he had been a big-time uh, high school coach in Miami, uh, legendary. And so one day we were talking, and it was something, how it came up about offensive linemen. He goes, all right, Mick, let me explain it to you. I'm in high school, first day of practice. Right, we get all these guys to come out, 
and you don't know what they can do or whatever, and you look around and it's like, okay, that guy right there looks like the best athlete. You're my quarterback. Mm -hmm. The next best athlete, you're my running back. Uh, the next best guy, my defensive end. After that, can you catch the ball? You're the wide receiver. You can't catch the ball, you're the cornerback, right? Mm -hmm. And he says you go through this whole thing, and then you look around and you go, okay, the rest of you guys, you're offensive linemen. Wow. Because you can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I, they're the least athletic usually because if you're athletic and big, you're on defensive end, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're chasing the quarterback or you're a linebacker. But the rest of you guys... And if you go to high school games, I mean, there's some big old oh, boys yeah, they out are. there, right? And uh, Jersey barely fits, but that's how, you, that's how you make <laughs> that's how you make an offensive line, and then you hope maybe they grow into something, right? That's a good point. That's a good point. It's it's the trickle down effect of how athletes are chosen from a, a, a younger age, I guess, is one way we could look at it at this point. But we've got. A little bit of defensive talk to talk about as well. We're going to hit, how did the defense look yesterday, and is it that much of an exciting prospect to think, hey, turnovers are going to be here in 2021 as opposed to 2020 when we return with more Talking Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing room only. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. About 10 minutes left here in this episode of Talking Cowboys. Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, Kyle Yeomans here from Oxnard, California. We're entering practice day numero six here from the West Coast. And, well, practices four and five were highlighted by the defense, and it was a response from the defense after really the offense 
had their way in practices two and three. You counted nine interceptions the last two days, Mickey? I think there was five on Tuesday and four yesterday. There were more on Tuesday? I believe so. Wow. I, I have to go back and look. But it felt like there was an interception every two throws yesterday. He, Mickey's it right, though. There were a couple spots where it's like, hey, Danucci, just throw, throw it, it up, up there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the DBs are flying around. And Kelvin Joseph's had, like, three practices. In the starting, <laughs> to, <laughs> starting to emerge, though. Yeah, no, he's – I always kind of felt like once we got out there and he got settled in, like, his talent would – take over a little bit because he's a very talented player Mm -hmm. and he he did miss 10 days because of COVID quarantine in the spring but he's flying around he said no fly zone airplane mode I mean it's you know that's a lot of swagger for just getting started in your first camp (laughs) but you know what maybe that's a good thing you know maybe that's that's what this defense needs a little bit and I think it does speak to while Mickey was right you know there's a couple busts there that we've seen it on the defense the communication seems to be really good and I think when it's really good guys are in the right spots you know, and to to go make plays on the ball, and you know, it, it some of the stuff we saw on on Tuesday was red zone work, and it does get tighter and tougher down there for the offense to cash in. But I, you know, it, you cannot be anything but impressed with the way the defense is fly, flown around here. Calvin Joseph has shown, and and I thought that was going to be one of his attributes: speed. Mm-hmm. He has catch up speed. DBs are going to get beat. And I've seen two plays where he's been beaten, balls in the air, and he catches up and either deflects it or I think it's happened twice. It happened yesterday for sure on a crossing pattern. He was beat, and the ball's in the air, and he came in and knocked it out. There was a deep ball the other day uh, where the guy was behind him, and the receiver was behind him, and he got back and got his hand up in the air and knocked it down. So I'll be interested to see if that continues. But – Anthony Brown had a really nice interception yesterday, really nice right? One. So he's not sitting there going, okay, I can't hold this starting job, right? <laughs> go, go ahead, rookie, it's yours. No, and he also can play in the slot, which mentioning the slot, Jordan Lewis better not miss another day because Maurice Kennedy mm-hmm. is going to Wally Pip him here pretty soon. Uh, he's had two really good days without Jordan Lewis on the field. A so, pick in each practice. Right? Yep. And, and and impressive ones too. I, I believe he had a PBU as well on Tuesday, right? Along with his interception, a really nice one where he actually laid out and got a hand of the football. But this is kind of the buzzword that's been thrown around all of our podcasts: mix shots, talking Cowboys, the break doesn't matter. Competition. Yep. And we have been waiting for that, especially in the secondary for the last couple of years. And now you finally have it with Kelvin Joseph, who right now. If you ask pretty much anybody, he's not the starter. He's a second-string corner. But why was he the first name that brought up? Because he's bringing that swagger. He's bringing that competition, that confidence that this defense hasn't shown in years, Mick. Well, I don't know about years. Let's not let last year cloud everything else that was 2018 maybe the last time? Well, they were the number 11 defense in 2019. Now, okay. I'm not talking about points. I'm talking about yards. Sure. Because they did give up way too many points. So all this talk, we're talking about cornerbacks, right? Can they stop the run? Because they couldn't last year. Mm-hmm. It was gosh awful. Biggest problem they had by far 100%. On, the whole, on the whole team. And, and so I, I got to see, has this been solved? Has it been solved? Um, right and, now you and think we don't, it has. We think it could be, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it. I mean, you can't tell what's going on in practice if they're stopping the run. 
pads come on the first day, you're not tackling anybody. They need to start tackling 34 and 37. <laughs> Sorry, Rico Dowdle and 21 gets Hardy. To stay up 21 stays up. up 20, yeah. stays, 20 up. stays up. 20 stays up. Yeah. Uh, That's not nice, man. You could go hit 45, too, because I don't think it'll bother him. Shea Golly. He, you think he can make this team? Shea Alana Lua? Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a fullback out there? Is that something McCarthy? I guess McCarthy's valued it in Green Bay. I mean, Bay. they had that John Kuhn. That guy yeah. just ruined the Cowboys that one year, yeah. right? Yeah. Alana they, Lua. They might throw him the ball, right, after he caught four or five of them. Yeah. Then they didn't cover him. <laughs> so, but again, can they stop the run? 2,500 yards rushing last year. Second most in franchise history. In history. We're not going to know. We're no. not going to know for sure until the game starts. And that's why right? training camp, you got to put a little bit of a disclaimer on everything yeah. you see. But but no, I mean, there there is confidence and activity these last couple days, especially in the secondary where you're like, this is this is good. This is really this is really promising looking, you know. And and I can't help but think a lot of it has to do with Dan Quinn being mm -hmm. so hands on in the communication. I think that's that's sorely needed from that position uh, that he's filled. And the competition will just get raised at safety now, right? Yep. With the addition of Malik Hooker, um, I, I'm not sure how soon he'll get in the stuff, but let's see what happens. I don't, I don't know. I asked him specifically that yesterday, and he wouldn't give me a date. He, he said they're just going to ease well, me in. Well, he's got to ramp up. Yeah. He, hasn't he hasn't done anything. He's mm -hmm. coming off an Achilles. Yeah. That ain't easy. No. I can tell you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you were just trying to get back I to sit wanna, in his chair. I just want to yeah. sit up and walk, right? <laughs> and this guy's going to go out there and try to play football, and I'm guessing he hadn't really done – you know, you can condition, but I, I, I bet we don't see him – in pads until next week. Um, that makes sense. But there's only what? Well, maybe the weekend. One I, more I practice. One more today, practice today. And then you've got and two this weekend. Saturday, Sunday. So maybe sometime in there. But yeah, I don't think they're going to rush them out there. There's no need to do it. But I think the competition rises. You know, KZ, Curse, let's see what you got because everybody back there is on a one year deal. Donovan Lewis, Donovan Wilson. did it again. You did it again. You did it yesterday. I, I told Donovan, <laughs> I told him, I just promoted him to starting safety. Donovan Lewis, the, the ticket, right? Yeah, Donovan oh, Wilson. And um, I think he's got a spot. But let's see, because I think it's open competition back there. We've been so worried about the safety position. Now we got all these guys. But guess what? One-year deals. So no one's promised all anything. From a financial standpoint, you got to prove yourself. And even Keon O'Neill, right? We're just assuming he's he's good. Well, I am. He's got competition. <laughs> Have I'm you seen anything on at, at linebacker yet? Um, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I I've liked actually I liked him in coverage yesterday. I did too. He, he followed Zeke all the way down the field, and made a pass breakup. I feel like he's kind of been in the right spot, you know. And that's the biggest to me. That's maybe the biggest part of the linebacker position going back to last year. You rather um, him there than Parsons? No, I, I, it, there's a difference between splash plays in training camp and also just kind of watching to see if guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Okay. And, and and so sometimes that kind of those lines get blurred in training camp. I'm not saying Parsons hasn't had a good camp. I mean he shows up every day with something. Yeah. Um. But but I think yeah I think Keanu Neal's got a spot on this team. I, I don't know how many snaps he's going to play, and I think. 
maybe as we go on throughout the season, Micah Parsons plays more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a spot for him. I, and I'm with Mick on safety. I think I think Donovan Wilson's a, is a starter. Mm-hmm. But that other spot could be up for grabs, especially if Hooker gets going here. I think all three of those guys are fighting for that free safety spot. Because I think right now the safest bet is to say you're starting safety, or strong safety rather, is Donovan Wilson. We the think, but he, they've kind of rotated that too. That's what I'm saying. He's played some free also, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Well, he did that last year too. He bounced yeah. back and forth. So I think that's the safest bet right now is to say that six is going to be out there for the most part. But then you've got three other guys clamoring for the rest of the snaps. And I think we already talked about it on another show, but the fact that Malik Cooker was signed and he was out on the field, it looked like they had raised their competition level. It looked like they had raised it up a little bit. KZ had the really nice interception that was returned for a touchdown. <laughs> That's true. That was the day that he Malik showed up the on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, hold up here, <laughs> right? Mike. Not so fast. Mm-hmm. Which is back to the competition aspect. Yeah. You have guys here that you, you think can come in and win a starting job, and if you think you can win a starting job, you're going to have that extra competition. And KZ, factor. another guy's coming off a torn. Both guys, Achilles, Hooker and Casey. Right? And the year before, it, it was it was Neil, right? Yes. So, damn. Neil missed some time last year as well. Yeah. So yeah, look, this is this is going to be a that's going to be a prove it position. Mm-hmm. And then you know we haven't talked about the linebackers, but there, there's some great you know competition what? going on there. You too. know what? Let's talk about that on Saturday when we come back on Talking Cowboys. That's right. the that's the homework assignment for all three Keep of us. Keep an eye on the linebackers. Keep an eye on the linebackers because whenever we get to Saturday, I want to try and rank all four of them. I want to see what some we've tackling seen. going on. We did that on the sideline yesterday, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'll save it for Saturday. Need, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, we need, we need I'll, I'll join that conversation. All right. We need some running, like uh, up the middle type stuff, right? Like they sure. used to do in the old days. They did it a lot yesterday. On the Oklahoma oh, drill. Put them on the ground. <laughs> oh, my you gosh. You know, Jimmy, when, when they would do that inside run, Yeah. It, when we were in Austin, Jimmy would let us go on the field and stand behind to watch it. Good to luck ramp with up that the now. Com- to ramp up the competition, <laughs> right? Because the media wanted, is right he, on top of Those guys are right there. They're going to see everything that happens. And, boy, was there some head knocking going on. Mm. It was live. But we got to go <laughs> on the field to watch it. When they first invited us on, we, we looked at each other like, does he really want us to go stand there like <laughs> 10, 15 yards behind the line of oh scrimmage? And we did. It was great. It was great. Things have changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we're probably got to be sixty yards away from him if we're on the field. Today, probably, right? yeah, yeah, most likely. But yeah, we're going to watch the linebackers. We're going to come back with more of that on Saturday. That's the next time we're back and live. It'll get all all everything kicked off eleven a.m. Central Time back in the Lone Star State, and then we'll be live out here at nine a.m. Pacific Coast Time. But for Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. Saying so long here from Oxnard, California. More Cowboys training camp on the way. Be sure to stay up to date on DallasCowboys.com. We'll see you Saturday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!